Hello, Psych Athletes. I'm back. Um, welcome back to the Psych Athletes podcast. I want to, and I know this is a lot, and this is going to sound like, you know, a lot. And I'm kind of just going to jump right into it because I feel like there's no better way to do it. But I want to start off by saying thank you to all the new listeners, um, the new listeners, the listeners who have listened to literally every single episode, you know, those of you that keep listening, and those of you sending me such kind and supportive feedback on Instagram and Discord and all the groups. Some of you are even texting me. Um, It's been so incredible to watch this podcast grow uh, so much, even though I literally haven't uploaded anything in two years. Uh, But to give you guys some context, since I've stopped recording, uh, I had just started work at a nonprofit. I got involved in a lot of community work and mutual aid projects. I moved to LA. I've traveled a decent amount. So psych athletes, and creating content for this platform, it kind of fell on the back burner a bit um, due to a multitude of things, you know, how I felt about myself, um, just how busy I was, all of it combined. I wasn't really sure if I'd ever create content for it again. And I'll admit, while I was extremely busy, the main reason for my inactivity and reluctance to create has definitely been due to a bit of imposter syndrome. And that's something that I'd like to talk about on this episode because it kind of gives context to my hiatus. It's definitely applicable to sports. It's it's kind of been my growth um, to this point. It's something that I'm still definitely dealing with, and I think that I want to talk about it. So um, for those of you that don't know, and this is from Wikipedia, imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, or imposterism is a psychological occurrence in which people doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as frauds. Despite external evidence of their competence, those experiencing this phenomenon do not believe they deserve their success or luck. So you, some of you listening might think that sounds like you a little bit. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not necessarily diagnosing myself with imposter syndrome. I just saw this. I, I kind of knew about it and... I started understanding more about myself and learning kind of my defense mechanisms um, and just learning more about myself. And it kind of made a little bit more sense to me that this is something that I might do or I might have. And in the way that I feel like I exhibit a little bit of imposter syndrome, and I'm going to talk a lot about me right now to give some context, and then we'll talk about how it it applies to sports. Um, But I feel like you know, giving this context right now, telling you guys how I felt, how I've been doing for the last two years, um, I feel like is important. Um, But in the way that I feel like I exhibit a little bit of imposter syndrome is the fact that I don't really accept praise. And I think it's funny because I'm definitely a person that really relies on verbal affirmation. I think we all do. Uh, Like I crave verbal affirmation, but it gives me confidence because it gives me confidence and boosts my self-esteem. But when someone tells me something like good job or you're doing wonderful my mind immediately goes to like why are they saying that or trying to qualify it you know trying to think of if they have a hidden agenda if they're trying to get to me or something um instead of kind of taking it uh at face value my mind's first instinct is to always reject that criticism and 
and that is completely counterintuitive, seeing that I thrive off positive feedback, and that's kind of the way I gain confidence. I'm a very verbal person, and I think the most blatant example of this has been the fact that I haven't uploaded an episode in almost two years. I would see the DMs flooding into the Psych Athletes Instagram saying things like, where have you been? I missed the podcast. Thank you so much for the content. You've really helped me in XYZ. You've really helped me with my confidence or anxiety, or even people just asking for guided meditations and materials and workbooks and worksheets, and instead of letting that fuel me or fuel me to create more content and keep building this platform, I would instantly instantly reject the feedback in fear of being a fraud or telling myself, well, they might think it's helpful, but I'm not an expert. And in retrospect, it's so ridiculous because I had all the evidence in front of me. This podcast is essentially the number one sports psychology podcast when you search it up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's amassed hundreds of thousands of plays and followers. I'm receiving daily feedback about how this podcast has helped so many athletes and continues to do so. And my mind still goes to, well, I'm not a real sports psychologist. I can't really help these people. I always had it in my mind that if I was ever to create content again, that when I feel like an expert, when I feel like I've conquered this imposter syndrome and I'm a master of confidence, anxiety, self-esteem, I can finally create content for you guys and feel confident that it'll help you. And in that, I kind of lost sight of what makes this podcast valuable to you, that my role is to bring light to these things in the sports world, not fix them, not be the master or guru of them all, but to talk about them and bring awareness to them. And I'm not coming on here right now and finally creating content again because I feel like I've overcome all these issues. I think I'm speaking to you right now and creating this episode for thousands of people in an act of trying to overcome these issues and maybe gain some power or confidence over them. And I think it's funny because I feel like when I'm on this mic and I'm extremely, extremely vulnerable and I talk about a lot of things that I wouldn't necessarily talk about with most people and I think that right there is its value that I'm able to speak about the mental plagues in the sports world because I've experienced them. And being able to talk about things that relate to your mental journey, I think there's power in that. And I think that's what makes it valuable. And that on here, we discuss things that people don't really discuss in the sports world, that we're willing to be vulnerable, that we'll never be mentally perfect, and we build community in that. And I think that gives me some clarity and that in essence, is what I want this podcast to be going forward. So <laughs> now, that's all, that all, now that that's all said and done, uh, I, I do want to talk about imposter syndrome as it relates to the athlete and what you can do about it if you feel like this sounds like you, if you can kind of relate to my experience when people praise you and you don't believe them, when you kind of chalk up all your past successes to luck um, and you have a whole pool of evidence to draw on when you can... Um, kind of enter game day or enter your performance, but there's still something telling you that you're a fraud or that you don't deserve the success that came to you. So obviously we've talked about things like low confidence and low self-esteem, which is essentially the same um, as imposter syndrome in a way or even a slight, it, slightly different iteration or it might have different causes, um, but I don't think it ever hurts to talk about things in a different context or in a new light because we have covered so much on this podcast um, but Inner Drive wrote a great rundown on imposter syndrome in sports. I'll link the article below. So I'm going to pull that, pull from that article a little bit. Um, so some common thoughts of someone struggling with imposter syndrome are your typical negative like self-talk. Are thoughts like, you are not as talented as others believe. Your success is down to luck, not hard work and ability. Uh, one day you will be exposed as a fraud. I'm not good enough. Your typical self-talk. And it goes without saying that 
having imposter syndrome or having negative thoughts or feelings about your ability can harm your mental health and performance. Um, so we'll just jump into ways that you can manage these thoughts and emotions, manage your imposter syndrome and maybe overcome it. Uh, the first part is to understand that you are the reason behind your own success. And I struggle <laughs> with this on a daily basis, that you are only here because you took yourself here. Any other thought or belief in regard to your own success is counterintuitive and will essentially do nothing to serve you. So when people praise you, believe what they say. When you succeed, understand it's a product of your own hard work and talk to yourself in a positive way. The second part is to avoid comparisons and we talk about this all the time. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but avoiding comparisons is pretty much the biggest factor in terms of sustaining your own self-confidence. What I don't think I've really talked about before is while it may look like someone is succeeding or has the perfect life and is mentally balanced, they are most likely having their own internal struggle. And I know that sounds dark and bleak, but it's true. Everyone is. It's so easy to look at someone and think that they have it all. And what's given me a lot of comfort in my times of, you know, darkness and need and anxiety and, you know, fear um, is knowing that I'm not the only one struggling with something. And I feel like a lot of people lose that perspective. A lot of people think their own issues are the biggest in the world. Um, it's not. Everyone's going through. Everyone's going through something. And that a lot of what I'm experiencing is not specific to me. There are thousands, hundreds, millions of people experiencing the same thing, the same negative thoughts, you know, self-talk, anxiety, depression, things like that. Um, so hopefully that thought can give you a little bit of perspective and give you some clarity when comparing yourself to other people because it's very easy to compare yourself in the digital age, um, especially in sports. The third and final part of overcoming imposter syndrome, I guess, is to learn to fail. And we always talk about this, learn to fail, learn to fail, learn to fail, learn to fail. I've talked about this so much and I'll be the first to admit I'm deathly afraid of failing. So this is part of me motivating myself, you know, me recording the podcast right now. This is scary for me. Um, and I think failure is not an indictment on your ability or your mental toughness. I think failure is a crucial part of growth. I feel like I've missed out on a lot of growth because I've been reluctant to put myself in a position to fail or be uncomfortable. So right now, this is me putting myself in a position to fail. So I think you should too. And if you're too scared to fail, you're too scared to succeed. I'll let that be your quote of the day. Um, yeah, to wrap up this little segment, I would like to say that in the past, um, and it's all a bit hazy, there's like 50 episodes out there. I don't really remember everything that I talked about, so I could be like contradicting myself in every future episode, but that's okay because life is a contradiction. But I would like to say that in the past, I know I said this, I feel like I may or may not have alluded to the fact that you can conquer these negative thoughts, feelings, um, and become like the perfect mentally tough athlete. And... I'd like to acknowledge right now that often it's never about fixing these issues that affect your mental health and performance. Rather, the focus should be to manage them or to try to manage them. I often talk about how overcoming negative thoughts and beliefs is a long and tedious battle. That is true. Um, where, you're, where you're not going to wake up one day and be like, oh my God, I feel amazing and so confident and I have no negative thoughts or emotions. And a lot of people I feel like can get frustrated with the process and the fact that they're seeing little to no progress. People can get frustrated with that and that's understandable. It is frustrating. 
mental health is frustrating, especially in sports and performance. Your success is not, however, based in the outcome. And I talk about that a lot. Your success is based rather in your effort. If you're being mindful of whether it's imposter syndrome, uh, your negative thoughts or limiting beliefs, you've already won half the battle. The rest of the battle is staying consistent enough to the point where you're performing one day and you think to yourself, hey, I'm in a much better place than I was a month ago or a year ago. It's not an overnight thing. Okay. Um, now I want to move on to this sort of new thing that I want to do every single podcast. I want to engage you guys more. I want to know what you guys want me to talk about because I often decide on my own. Um, so I want more of your feedback, if that makes sense. So every episode I'll be doing a Q&A portion at the end, whether it's just me on the mic or if I'm with a guest, if you would like something addressed on this podcast, either watch out for my stories on Instagram, DM, DM me on Instagram, or respond to the Q&A prompt on this episode on Spotify. If you just click on it, it should pop up. Um, but the first question, and I, I debated on whether or not I should do names, so if you submit future questions, please um, let me know if you would like your name included, but for the sake of this episode, I didn't um, include any names. But the first question is, how do we know if we are under training or over training. Um, I think gauging whether your under training is more of a physical thing. Like if you think your performance isn't where you'd like it to be, or you feel like you could be doing more, you're probably under training. It's more physical, I feel like. Um, but I feel like for most listeners, under training listeners of this podcast, under training is a bit of a non-issue just because I think if you're listening to this, if you're listening to a podcast about, you know, mental health and performance, like how can I, you know, learn mental skills to improve my performance? I feel like if you're listening to this type of content, you're definitely putting the work in. I feel like not a lot of people do that. Um, but gauging whether or not you're overtraining is definitely a mental aspect. I mean, it can be physical if you feel like your body's tired, you're just, you know, you can't move or you can't walk, or you're super sore, you're probably overtraining. But also mentally, I feel like an easy way to measure your, um, I, I feel like an easy way to gauge whether you're overtraining mentally is to measure your level of enjoyment during training. If you don't feel like it excites you or you're not enjoying the training in the process of getting, getting better, you feel drained or mentally burnt out, you're definitely overtraining. Um, I hope that makes sense. The que the second question is, and this is from a coach, and I, I, I really like this question. As coaches, how can we hold our athletes accountable but also keep in mind self-esteem? Um, yeah, I like this question a lot. It shows that you're mindful of your role as a coach and the impact that you potentially have on another person's well-being. I think that's really mature thing to acknowledge. And you're probably already doing a great job, but to answer your question, and in my experience, athletes are pretty tough. They can take a lot. Um, and I feel like they have a general understanding that criticism is a good thing. Where I think coaches go wrong a lot of the time is providing criticism and being very harsh without providing verbal affirmation. I think that nothing empowers an athlete, athlete more to know um, than to know that you believe in them. And the best thing that I think a coach can do is verbally express that. If an athlete knows that you believe in them and that you want what's best for them, they are much more likely to take criticism and accountability in stride. And yeah, they allow you to hold them more accountable, I would say. 
And the last question, um, I wish I did names so I could say from blah, 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 from Kansas or whatever. Um, the last question is last minute. It just says last minute negative thoughts or doubts. I guess maybe I'll rephrase like, how can I manage last minute negative thoughts or doubts? Um, I'll answer it that way. But I think I discuss this a lot on the podcast. And I'm sure you can probably hear something about negative thoughts or doubts or negative beliefs on in every single episode. Um, but I think the best thing you can do when it happens kind of in the moment when you're, you know, about to perform, when you're about to engage in physical activity and you get uh, last minute negative thoughts or doubts is the best thing you can do is to breathe through it, accept the emotions and not try to fight them. Trying to fight or suppress negative thoughts, I think only exacerbates them and, and accept that that thought popped up in your mind and breathe through it and let it float away. Counteract it with a positive thought even, you know, something, anything positive, like I am a good performer, I can't perform well under pressure, uh, things like that. It, it's a long, you know, tedious battle and you'll get better and better at it as you go. But I feel like, you know, when negative thoughts or doubts surface, it's not realistic for someone that really hasn't had a lot of practice in counteracting those negative thoughts or emotions to be like, okay, yeah, they're gone, you know? It's a long process. Um, but yeah, so that was the first episode in two years, and I feel amazing. Um, but yeah, that concludes this episode. I'm really excited for this year. I'm really excited to be making content again. Um, I'm excited to hear what you guys think about it. Um, I really want to, you know, I thrive off feedback, like I said. And I think one thing that I'll that I want to work on this year about myself is to you know, see all the positive feedback that you guys send, you know, see the motivation and, and kind of let that fuel me rather than, um, you know, let it push me away. But yeah, don't hesitate to reach out with any questions, comments, um, things that you want discussed on this on this podcast. Uh, reach out. I think the best way to reach me is on Instagram. I'm currently sorting through like thousands of DMs trying to answer people. So it is a long process, but I will get to everyone eventually and i plan to upload an episode every week on thursdays and have guests on virtually every episode i can't i don't think <laughs> do every episode with me sitting here and talking to myself it's really hard um so yeah i want to have guests on uh every single episode i want to give athletes coaches and even sports psychologists a platform to discuss their mental journey their skills and techniques and their experiences so if you would like to be featured on the podcast shoot me a dm on instagram if you have suggestions on who i should reach out to you can dm me on instagram about that as well um yeah also over the past two years i've received you know i already mentioned this but i've received countless requests for workbooks guided meditations, affirmation sheets, and all that stuff that I promised to send you guys on like the previous episodes. And I just simply have not had the time to send all those out individually. So what I'm doing now is making all these materials available to you on school, um, S-K-O-O-L. It's basically an online learning platform. It was like the first thing I found um, that allowed me to kind of host all these like tons of videos and worksheets and workbooks. Um, I'm making it completely free to access, so you just have to sign up, I think. Uh, I, I'm still working on it, but by the time that this episode releases, it'll all be set up for you. It does charge me $99 a month to kind of host, so eventually I will charge something like a small fee either next month or the, the month after, give you guys a couple months to get in there and get everything that you need, um, and then I'll probably like charge $3 or something to host it. Um, 
So please get in while you can and sign up now. Again, joining the community will give you free access to guided meditations, goal setting workbooks, affirmation worksheets, training videos. I recorded so much stuff when I was creating content um, and I'd love to give it out to you guys for free. And I know a lot of you guys are asking for it. So make sure you guys get in there. Um, it'll also be a community where I hope to interact with all of you. I would love to talk to you guys on a one-on-one -on -one basis and answer all of your questions. Um, and you can interact and share your experiences, thoughts, and advice with other athletes. It'll be a whole community. So I'm really excited about that. That is in the link in the description below. Uh, with all that said, follow the Psych Athletes Podcast on Spotify and drop a rating. Follow on Instagram at Psych Athletes. Join the Psych Athletes community on school, and I will see you next week. Thank you guys so much.